Hey y'all, welcome to Best Virginia, the podcast where we talk about the fascinating history, culture, and folklore of the wild and wonderful state of West Virginia. You got shot, you got stabbed, you lost everything that you had. There ain't no time to wonder why, but to hang your head and cry, oh no. Welcome back. I'm Jordan, and today we're going to dive into part two of three of my conversation with Landon and Garrett Knapper. They're going to tell us all about their journey of hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. So I'll turn it over to them and let them tell you all about it. I don't know why we did it, but one day on one of our trail, trail runs while we're getting ready for the PCT, um, one of us made the joke, and it was like, oh, we should try to do the um, the PCT in 100 days. <laughs> yeah, because we had heard that on the AT, like, people trying to do the AT in 100, 100 days. days. And we were like, and you hike 22 miles a day for 100 days. days. Like, you have to average that. We were like, oh, my gosh, like, these people are doing that whole entire AT in 100 days. That's crazy. Like, how, that's, that's impossible. But, yeah, somewhere along the line, we were like, let's try to do the whole entire PCT in 100 days. So the Pacific Crest Trail it goes from Mexico to Canada on the West Coast through California, Oregon, and Washington, and it's 2,650 miles long. So it's 400 more miles longer, 450 more 50 miles longer than the Appalachian Trail. And we wanted to do it 64 less days. Wow. So going into it, we knew we were, we honestly, we didn't know what we were in. We knew it was going to be rough, but we didn't know we were going to be in this rough. The first 700 miles there, it was it was so cool. It was, um, you hike through the, the this, um, Southern California desert. And that was just a completely different environment for us, you know, growing up in, in the Appalachian Mountains. We loved it, though. And so we were trying – we didn't want to start out too fast, even though we were in a lot better shape going into this one. Yeah, because whenever you're hiking, you get what's called your trail legs. Um, so it's like after, like, two weeks or so of, like, hiking every single day, like, your legs get in, like, such better shape. And, I mean, you can just feel a big difference. Like, you just go – Right, like, cardiovascular. You're, like, you're not getting limbus not easily, and your legs aren't, like, aren't as sore. And so – we, we were like, okay, we're going to start a little bit slow because, like I said, to do, a, do the PCT in 100 days, you have to average a marathon a day for 100 straight days. So 26, we actually had, a, you have to average 26.5 miles, so 0.3 past the marathon, ultra marathon. <laughs> uh, and so we, uh, we were like, we don't want to, we don't want to start out doing that pace every single day, but we, we want like, you know, every day that you don't hike 26 miles, you have to make it up somewhere else down the line. And so we averaged the first 30 days, we averaged like 20 miles a day, around 20, 20, 20 or 21 miles a day through the desert. And like I said, that was just such a cool experience for us. We were, oh man, and we were seeing like 
three to five rattlesnakes a day because <laughs> it was a really wet year for us. And so which turned like, it was good for us because we had water without the desert. Because there was some section we'd have like a 30-mile water carry between water sources. And then it was so nice as well because there was a huge community on the PCT that comes out and like help maintains it. So they'll set up like the, they call them water caches and they'll just bring like hundreds of gallons of water out there and set them in these huge sheds just for hikers to get while they're going through there. Um, so that helped out a ton. Tremendous. Because that's, that's what you need the most, just water and food out there. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, this was, like, that, was, that was a big change for us. It was like going 30 miles in between water sources. So we were like, but we had the experience in the AT. So we were like, so we know we need this much water and like we can cover like cover this much distance and be be good to go basically so started out did the thir- 30 days 700 miles through got through the desert and got to kennedy meadows which is the start of the sierra nevada mountains and oh my gosh leading up like so fear-mongering on trail is just such a big thing like you you talk every time you talk to somebody like, especially on the pcc they're like what's your what's your sierra plan what's your sierra plan like what are you going to do in the sierras like yeah so we heard about this yet? so we started the pct on may 4th yeah because we thought, we thought that would be you have to you have to get it the pct is a little different than the at the at pretty much you show up and start you hike you you show up at the amicola falls and get like sign in sit through a little class and then you, you're on your way but the PCC, you had to you had to get a permit for it because they limit the amount of people hiking, and so luckily we we wanted to make a May Fourth start date, and so we got that, and uh, we we picked May Fourth because we knew we wanted to go fast in the big like we knew we were going to be hiking fast, so we wanted to start later, but we wanted the snow to be mounting in this noted in the Sierra Nevadas by the time we got there, and so like I said, um, so that. Um, in 2018, it was a high rain year on the AT, record high rain year. 2019, we were like, oh, rolls around. It's no different for us. It's it's a record high snow year on the West Coast, and so <laughs> so we started on May 4th, and like the whole first week, we're sorry, everybody it was, was it snowed in May. Like, yeah, is it above 10,000 feet of snow? Yeah, that's what everybody was like. Oh, above 10,000 feet is they're getting like a foot or two of snow right now. And we're like, oh, like we're going to get to the Sierras, and there's still going to be snow. And so everybody, well, we. Whenever we were going out through there, a lot of people were telling us that they were just going to skip around the Sierras and hike, continue hiking north. Yeah, they were, or they was like, yeah, skip around the Sierras, and we were like, oh man, we just. Or just, people were just getting off trail for like two or three weeks at a time, or a month off right, trail. Right, no, like, and we just like go hang out, road trip around the West Coast, and this time we were like, oh, we just can't, aff- we can't afford to do that. Like, if we, if we miss, like, a- afford like time wise, right? Like, if we miss a day, like that's going to be a day that we have to like. We're gonna have to make up somewhere because we're like, if we spend a whole day driving around the Sierra Nevada mountains in a rental car and then just to hike north, then late we have to go back and like we'll hike all the way to Canada and then come back and finish it. And our whole our whole thing was we wanted to do a continuous northbound hike, so start to finish, go north. And so we were like, okay, we're gonna push to the Sierras. Yeah. So that's what leading up to the Sierras, like like we were probably like a week out and. The, um, there's a gear store right at Kennedy Meadows, and the person who owns that is actually a, um, a double, triple crowner. Yeah, her name's Joby. She's the only woman that's hiked all three trails two, Twice, times, yeah. two times. Yeah. Wow. So she just has like, a ton of backpacking experience. Like these are the people you get to meet like on trail, like just like incredible people like that. And so her and her husband have a gear store there, and we were call, calling them and like checking in and getting updates and being like, and they were like, so the week before we were like, do you think we can go? And they're like, people are going in. Um, you shouldn't have any problem. We're like, awesome. So we get all of our gears in there. Yeah, so that was something that was a little different from the AT. Like, 
we would send gear home. We never really had gear sent to us. Um, on the PCT, through the Sierra Nevada Mountains, you have to carry a bear canister. So that added a few extra pounds. It added two and a half extra pounds. You have to carry an ice axe, micro spikes. Um, we, we got warmer clothes because it, you're above 10,000 feet, so, and it, so it was still cold. And then just more, you have to carry way more food because at a higher altitude, you're burning a ton more calories. And so on May, on June 4th. Yeah, right. It was the beginning of June. Yeah, June 4th or 5th, we, we entered entered the, uh, the Sierra Nevada. Yeah, got our gear, left Sierra's and started up. And the first day or two, we were like, this is awesome. Like, there's there's no snow around 10,000 feet. Yeah, and so the thing about the Sierra's is once you get above 10,000, like once you get up to the top, like, once you level out in the Sierras, you stay above 10,000 feet for 300, 300 miles, 300 miles, which is just crazy. We're like, we've never been that. Well, we've been to Colorado, but we had never been like hiked that high consistently. So we were a little nervous about that. But luckily, luckily we, uh, cause we both had asthma as kids, but we, we grew out of, but we were like, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe with altitude or something we were, so we were a little nervous, but thankfully we climatized well and had no problem there. But we just got hit with a harsh reality. Like they said it was, they said it, there was 200% more snow than a regular year. And I can't even imagine what a regular is because there's probably no snow at all. Like by the time you get there, because there was, I mean, it was just, yes. Like, the third, third day we wake up and it's just like, it was not, and it's not even the fact that it was snowing while we were there. We had perfect weather. I mean, it was like blue skies every 50, day. and like 50, 60 degrees. So I mean, incredible weather, but there's just like, 20 feet of snow <laughs> piled up on the trail. And, you're, and so people, they were saying people were going in, but people were going in, and then like 25 miles in, you can take a, they take a, bailout, a bailout trail that goes into another, like down into Lone Pine. And so everybody was going in, hitting that first little bit of snow, and then bailing out down there. And we we're like, oh. so we'll just try. Like, we're already here. I mean, we can go like a few more days and bail out again if, if we need to, like if, it's, if the snow's too bad. And so that's what we did, and we got out there, and, and you, you like we say in the three hundred miles that we in this like the three hundred miles that a, of trail through there, we might have hiked on the actual on actual dirt trail for maybe twenty five miles. <laughs> we were hiking on like just it's and it's not like you're really the the snow's so packed in it's like you're just walking on top of the snow, but you can't you don't see the trail like it, the snow's so high on the trees it just all blends in so like. Like there's footprints you can follow, and it, you just kind of hope that these people are going in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, we always joke. We're like, you know, one day maybe we're just gonna all end up like we're just gonna come to this huge group of hikers that these footprints we're gonna be following, and everybody's just lost, and there's like 50 or 100 hikers just like huddled around the fire, and they're like, "Well, guys, you made it. This is where we die." And we're like, "Oh my gosh!" But luckily, so we were um, we have. We use gut hooks, gut hooks, which is a, an app for an iPhone app. And, it, and the way, the best way we describe it is pretty much like Google Maps, but while you're hiking. Right. So like, like it would show if you're off trail or like, yeah. So like we would just use that a lot. And we, we carry paper maps to this year just in case we were like, oh man, it's going to be so cold. What if all of our, what if our phone dies? Like that was honestly one of our biggest, we were so scared with this year because everybody hypes it up. They're like, it's so scary. Like people die here every single year. Like. Yeah, so we, we finally start getting on the snow, and like we soon like we realize immediately that like the first day is as the the sun gets higher, like higher, like by like mid afternoon the snow gets so soft that you just start they call it post holing. So you'll step and like sink up to your knee in snow, and it's just miserable. So what we have to do in the Sierras is wake up at like 
four o'clock in the morning, three or four o'clock in the morning, right? And we would just try to hike as far as we could before the sun would rise. So that way the snow was still hard. So, oh my gosh, it would be miserable. We would be freezing. And then, so on top of all the snow, so you have all the snow piled up and it's finally starting to melt a little bit. But whenever all the snow starts melting, so you have 200% more snow. So as the snow melts, that means you have 200% more water in the rivers. So all oh, these man. all these creeks that we're having to, to trail, I mean, trail crosses a ton of creeks, all these creeks and streams are flooded. I mean, like, we had 35 waist-deep river ones, and they're usually, like, ankle-deep. Like, some, in, like, 2016, a lot of those streams that went dry. They, did, they weren't even, like, there. And we're, like... Now we're wading across these waist-deep creeks that are freezing cold and, like, such strong currents. And so that's what growing up, um, we did a lot of, like, we had like a lot of whitewater experience. And we had taken several, like, whitewater safety courses and, um, yeah, maneuver course. So that that played a huge help. Like, because we, we just knew how to read the whitewater better. And, like, oh, like, this would be a good spot to cross. And, like, yeah, so, but, like, like I was saying, that the snow where we were post-hauling so much, we, we got slowed down to, we averaged like 13 miles a day through the Sierra. So that really put us behind pace. And so even after, even after, so we had what, like 35 waist deep river crossings? Yeah, and two chest deep river crossings. And we had to like, we literally had our backpacks above our head walking across the river. And it was, I mean, so on the Appalachian Trail, there was never a day that we were like, this is crazy. Like, we might actually die here. And every day in the, through the Sierras, it was just such a high stress, um, yeah, it's such a high-stress environment. Like, you're constantly, like, looking for the trail, checking your maps, like, wait, am I on the trail? Like, you're looking up, looking down, you're, like, you're you're just eating more, you're burning more calories. You're, you're climbing these huge mountains, and you're just like, walking right across the edge of them. And, I mean, if you, it's, like, it's one of these spots, like, if you fall, you're going to fall, like, hundreds of feet down. <laughs> right, I mean, we're carrying an ice axe, but, like, we, like, we really didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we grew up in West Virginia, so we don't, we don't get that much we had, we, we had taken our ice axes to the ski resort during the winter to practice um, self-arresting, which is a technique. If you fall down the mountain, you uh, you turn over onto your stomach and slam the, the ice axe into the snow, and it stops you from yeah. falling to your And gun. so we had, we had done that, and we had done a lot of research on, like, mountaineering. And so everybody always asked us, they were like, oh, you made it to the Sears? Did you have, like, a lot of mountaineering experience? And we're like, well, we had mountaineering knowledge, but now we have mountaineering experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's what we said. It, for those 300 miles, it wasn't even hiking. It was mountaineering. mountaineering. Yeah. Um, and so even after the Sierras, so that was 1,000 miles in, even in NorCal, there was still, where it was such a high snow year on the West Coast, there was still a ton of snow. So we were going to get out of the snow until like mile like 1,500, Probably. I think. Um, so almost to Oregon because California is 1,700 miles long. And that was the thing, too, is on the Appalachian Trail, the longest state we had was Virginia, Virginia, which is 500 miles. And, but it seems like every few days you're crossing into a new state. Right. And so for the first month, you're it seemed like, like California. I'm still in California. <laughs> like people people be asking our parents, like, oh, where are the boys at? We're like, they're like, California. They're still in California. They're like, where are the boys at? And that's still in California. <laughs> like, I mean, we were there for a month and a half just because it's, it, like I said, it's 1,700 miles long. So that was just kind of like, I don't know. It was like you reward yourself on the AT. You're like, oh, new state. Like your mind, like, like another one down. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a little mindset, but it's like on the PC case, it's weird because it's three states. So you're like California, California, California. <laughs> yeah. Still in California. So we get out. We fi- finally, after all that, we make it. Oh, and while we were in the Sierras, there was a stretch 
what was that like? Oh, it, yeah. was ten, it was like, ten days, eight days. eight days. We went eight days and then like two more days another time. We went eight days without seeing anyone else. We were like, we didn't know there was an apocalypse or what. <laughs> we were like, we were following foot tracks that were like, we were like, there is. It was so there's weird. like somebody like other people out here, but we just aren't seeing anybody. Yeah. So and so was, like there we are like one of the, like most surreal places we've ever been in our life. Because it's just, like, so beautiful. And then we're there by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, which is just crazy. Especially, like, that's where um, John, or shoot, what is John Muir. John Muir. Yeah, like, he spent a lot of his time. And, like, so, like, I don't know, just, like, I don't know, reading his quote and things like that. And then getting to see the places that he, like, that he was writing that stuff at. Like, it was it was such a cool experience, especially to have it all to ourselves. Well, we thought it was to ourselves. I guess there was people in front behind us. We just weren't meeting them, like, weren't running into them. And, uh. So that was cool, just to like have all that that section through there um, as your own. Um, that's the th- section through the Sierras. It actually follows along the the John Muir Trail, mm-hmm. which, which is a that? really popular popular trail. A lot of okay. people like. Um, yeah, so we we make it out of the Sierras and into Northern California. We're we're still going slow this though, and that's like like Garrett said, like averaging thirteen miles a day, and um, for we, about how long? So, we averaged 13 miles a day for, we were in the Sierras for 24, 20, 24 days. days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like, uh, so averaging, so the first 30 days we did 700 miles and then that dropped our pace down that much more, only getting to average like 13 miles a day. And so we, we added it up and we were looking at the map and we were like, we have to, by the, the point we were at, we were like, we have to average 36 miles every day from here on out if we want to hit like our 100 day goal. And we were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> We at that point we don't. That was like not taking any days off or anything. Like thirty six miles every single day. Yeah, because a super fun thing to do on trail is called a zero day, and you like get to a town and you just they call it a zero day because you do zero miles, and so you just like you get a hotel room and it's just you know hang out in the pool or hang out in bed and just eat eat out eat up a million calories <laughs> and just like recuperate. We were like, okay, if we're going to do this, like if we're going to do the PCT in hundred days, we're not going to do any zero days like no no rest breaks really just getting going to town resupply get back out so the sierras end up actually wearing us down really bad and so we we end up taking a zero day in the sierras but we also do what's called a nero day so we we would still hike like 15 to 20 miles that was that was our that was our yeah so a nero day is at like nearly zero so you would hike like 10 miles and miles into a town and then like you know hang out all the rest of the afternoon <laughs> our, our nero days on pct were like 20 miles waking up early doing like 20 miles in the town and then sleeping there for the night so that, that was a lot different but just honestly sleeping in a bed made made the world a difference a, a bed in a hot shower and so and dry so, yeah, clothes so Right, dry clothes. Yeah, clean clothes. Dry, clean clothes. That like you feel so fresh having going going a week or two without a shower. Because that's what on the PCT, like where we cut everything out, we had yeah. On the, on the AT, we had so many clothes with us. We yeah. had like two or three, two or three outfits on it. And yeah, so on the PCT, we had yeah. one shirt, a pair of shorts, two pairs of underwear, two pairs of socks, and that was, that was it. it. Yeah, we were when, when as light as possible. We're like we're not taking. You have on the AT a lot of people carry town clothes, so it'll be just like a cleaner outfit just for when you're walking around town, so you don't like smell super bad when you're in the store and stuff. So we're like, you know, we're gonna be spending that much time with PCT. We'll cut that outfit out. That that saved a few ounces. So like we we pretty much had the bare minimum, and uh, and so like like Lyman was saying, it was we got out of the Sierras and we were like, oh man, from here on out we have to average 36 miles a day. And I think that was for like the next 
40, we were 40 still days. In Oregon. We yeah. ain't made Oregon. Yet. 40. It, it was like just, 46 days. We had to average 36 miles or a day, something, something like that. Or maybe it was like, yeah, because that was, I think we were like 60 days in at that yeah. point. And uh, so we hadn't even made it to the halfway point yet. And it was like day 60, day 60. I think we made it to the halfway point on day 63. Which is still in California. <laughs> yeah, <no way. laughs> and uh, we were just like, oh, man, like, you know, we've already, we've already went this hard. It's like, it's like you either put up or show up. So we were like, you know, let's just, let's just start cranking it out. So luckily, NorCal and Oregon is where you can really make up time. You come out of the Sierra Nevadas, you're, you're carrying a heavy pack. Like, you have to do longer food carries because there's just, like, there's no, the it's a 300-mile section where you don't have any roads. There's no power lines. It's just, like, you're just, like, it feels, really feels like the wilderness. Yeah, you'd have to hike, the, we, like, we had to hike eight miles down, like, down a side trail just to be able to. a road to get to a town in the Sierras. Yeah. And wow. so, you're just, like, you're you're just really out there. It's, it's cool. Um, and so. You're carrying extra food, extra clothes, a two-pound bear canister, a pound, an extra pound because of an ice axe, you know, extra pounds because of micro spikes. And so once you get to NorCal, once we got out of the snow, which I think it was like Chester, California, Chester, yeah. which is right past the halfway point, we sent all of our stuff home. And oh my gosh, at dropping like, dropping six or seven pounds off your pack feels so it was so nice. And not, have, and not having to walk on snow. Like, you just felt like we were running down a trail. Yeah. So we were like, oh, well, we might actually be able to make it. Now. Here we go, boys. And so we, in NorCal, we started flying. We were average 36 miles. And once we got to Washington, Oregon. Oregon, we were like, okay, here's our game plan. We're behind. We're still behind pace. But we all, we'd, heard, we'd always heard of Oregon being, like, super flat. Like, <laughs> you hardly had to climb out. I mean. Just great trains. Like, that was oh, that was something else about the PCT. It's like on the, the AT, on yeah. the AT, you're constantly going up and down, up and down, up and down. Like it's rough, <laughs> right? Um, but on the PCT, it's it's a pack stop trail, so you can also ride up. So the the AT is a foot travel only. There's a, a section or two you can have a horse, but for the most part, it's it's foot travel yeah. only. So you can only hike on it. The PCT, you can um, you can ride a horse. You can ride a horse the entire length of the trail, which is it's kind of cool. So, but that which was really nice because that means they have a lot of switchbacks and it's just it's, a really graded. It never goes more than like a twelve percent grade, so it's it's pretty pretty flat for the most part. Um, Compared to the AT, like they're they're having you climb like straight up like yeah, rock yeah, faces and everything. Where switchback was until we got to like Maine. Like you would just right like in Pennsylvania, there was a spot where you're pretty much like rock climbing. It was a Delaware water gap. It was like straight up and down. Like this huge ride. We're like, and they're just like painting white blazes. I'm just like, that. There's the trail. Head that way. And so that was okay. White blazes too. That was another thing. So on the AT, they they marked the trail with white blazes. Yeah, you can stand at one spot and, and like, see like down the trail and see like three or four white blazes to know exactly where you're going. The PCT, there weren't really markers, but every time you would come to like an intersection where two trails crossed, there would be a, a PCT like trail marker showing which way the trail went. So, but. Uh, so once we got to Oregon, we we made the decision to take another zero day in Ashland, Oregon, and we went to Walmart and we bought enough food for the next twenty. We had like twenty two days left after once we got to Oregon. Yeah, and so we twenty two days to cover nine hundred miles. Nine hundred miles. Yeah. Oh wow. We were like, uh, we were like, oh man, this is gonna be tough because like I said, we did the first seven hundred miles in thirty days, so we had to do two hundred miles more miles in ten less in in ten less days. So we we're like, it's gonna be pushing it. So we we're like. 
we're like, we're, this, we're, this, we're getting closer now. Like, here, we sat down and we were like, okay, where do we lose time at? And we were like, okay, we lose time going into town and like shopping and stuff. We were like, what if we buy all of our food at one time, put it in boxes, like separate it, mail it ahead to the next next few because towns? Because there was like on the Appalachian Trail and like at the beginning of PCT as well, there was tr- like towns that didn't have like grocery stores and stuff. Yeah, it would only be like a gas station or like a small convenience store. Then the prices were just like astronomical. So you didn't want to spend two hundred dollars there so we would just like buy our stuff in a town before we got there or our parents would send it out put it in a put it in a box and mail it to the post office and then they would hold it there for yeah, us yeah you just have to write right on the box like please hold for at through hiker puts like put what date you're expected to arrive and when you get there you're just like hey like i'm a hiker have a have a package here show me your id and pick it up it's pretty it's pretty cool um and so we mailed all of our mailed the rest of our food we were like let's buy enough food for 23 days and so we, we mailed that to a few towns along the way and towns that were like close to the trail. So we didn't have to spend a lot of time hitchhiking. And so we, uh, through, or- we flew through, they, there's an Oregon challenge. Oregon's about 500 miles, 500 long. miles. Yeah. And so they try, people try to do it in uh, two, two weeks. weeks. So 14 days. And, uh, we actually did it in 12 days. We averaged, we, we did 40, we did 40 mile days every single, every single day through, which is just crazy to think like you woke up and did 40. 40 miles. I mean, we were literally hiking daylight to dark and then into the dark. Into the night, yeah. Oh, wow. Just, we were, like, we, we, would, we would stop to take pictures and videos and we would stop to talk to people. And, but that was it. We would, like, everything else we would, we would eat on the, eat, like, while we were hiking and stuff. Drink. We would pee on the, <laughs> pee on our neck. We would, uh, but, oh my gosh, the mosquitoes were so, that, that's one was thing. Was a higher <laughs> there was a lot, so there was a lot more um, snakes in the desert because of the water. And then there was just, like, pools of water i know i guess a higher range means more mosquitoes but we, you always hear about the mosquitoes in oregon on the pct but they were so bad like if you stop for just a second they immediately swarm you like we have a picture of Lyman bending over to um load his backpack up and i bet there's like 50 mosquitoes on his shirt oh it's wow just crazy it's like and that's what everybody was like oh you'll fly through Oregon, and that was like that was the reason you go so fast to Oregon. you don't <laughs> want to stop because of the mosquitoes you're running from we, the mosquitoes said, the whole time <laughs> right we said we would rather hike through the sierras again with no, with no mountaineers here, so just like, honestly, I'd hike through the Sierras like barefoot before I go through go through Oregon without a bug net. Because we had bug net, bug brace up, bug spray, and it did nothing. That's what we said. If like anything, it, like you would just spray bug spray, and they would just attract them. Wow. Like they would just get excited and swarm you. <laughs> like they could just sense it. So real quick, and, you said that you did Oregon in twelve days, right? Twelve days. And that was with another zero day thrown in there. Yeah, that was. So that was, yeah, so that, I guess it was technically we went through Oregon in eleven days. Right? Wow! Because we we did we averaged forty miles through Oregon. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we we never counted it zero days, but I guess technically it was eleven days of hiking. Um, but we were in Oregon for twelve, and so then we got to Washington with thirteen days to go. Thirteen days, yeah. No, it would have been twelve twelve days to go, as it was twelve days and five hundred miles. Twelve four hundred four hundred miles. And, but Oregon was a, we, or Washington was a little bit more, it had a more elevation gain. And of course, the beer model, again, everybody is like, oh yeah, it's, they compare, so like New Hampshire and Maine, you're in the White Mountains. And everybody, because well, it was so cool. We actually met a ton of people that we had met on the Appalachian Trail out on the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah, like <laughs> all the way across the country, and you're just like hiking out through there, and you, you're like, meet this person, and you're like, wait, I know, like, I know you, I've met you before. Wow. Like, so that was, that was really neat. Yeah, we ran into like, six or seven people yeah. that we had met 
the uh, the following year on the Appalachian Trail on the PCT. We, we actually started with a guy that um, we had, we hiked with a lot. Whenever you're hiking, like if you're you start hiking and like you're hiking around with the same people a lot, and you like you get to become really good friends. And you they call it a tramley, your trail family. And so one of the guys from our tramley in the AT actually started a PCT with us, but ended up getting off trail after like two weeks. He just wasn't feeling it. Um, yeah, so so here we are in Washington, and everybody's like, it's going to be tough. Like, I mean, like it's, it, the mountains are a lot bigger. It's it's rocky and stuff. And we were like, oh, like we were able to move through Oregon because it was so flat and like easy going. But I don't know if we're like because by this point we're getting so tired. We like we said we just done forty miles for eleven like a forty plus miles every single day for eleven straight days. So <laughs> yeah, we're just we're exhausted by this point. We're like, okay, we've done like we've done so much work like we can't stop now. And so we just keep cranking out through there. And uh, at this point, we're running into southbound hikers, and they're like, we had met, ran into a few that were we had met last year. So like we like trusted their opinion. We were like, they were like, okay, like they were like, yeah, like it wasn't as bad as the whites. Like you guys will be fine. Like you're you got us. And so we keep hiking. And day ninety, day ninety nine, we woke the up. Maybe ninety eight. Ninety nine. Because oh yeah, day ninety nine. We woke the morning of day ninety nine. We woke up. And we were still 86 miles away from the Canadian border. And we were like, oh, uh, we've worked so hard to get here. We, like, you know, to finish in, like, we were like, you know, early on, we were like, you know what? If we had to finish in, like, 105 days, like, that's so awesome. Like, that's, we'll still be so proud of that. But now here we are on day 99. We're like, we were just both like, oh, my gosh, we cannot stand to finish on day 101 now. Like, not a second over day 100. Like, we're finishing day 100. So we packed up our stuff. One last time, we were like, you know what? I guess we're just going to hike hike until we get to Canada. And so we, we spent the next 36 – we, we hiked eight, 36 straight hours. We took we took two 30-minute naps and uh, covered 86 miles and got to the, the Canadian – or the northern terminus that night at like 10 o'clock at night on day 100. <laughs> and we were just exhausted by that point. But, like, we were so tired, but, like, the closer we get, like, the like we would get closer and be like – Oh, like we're only five miles away, and like we would just be like we would just take off running, like, like we that were tired. Thing, but... Jordan, I don't know if like if, if you're like a runner or not, but when you're running, you get like this like a um ru- they call it like a runner's high. Yeah. And uh, just from like I don't know, you're just like your like your endorphins are, are like, pumping through your body. Like, I don't know. And so you're just like I don't know. You just feel so good while you're hiking, like sort of exercising every day, being outside. You know. And uh, and so like we were just like. We were so close to the end. We were just like, can't stop now, can't stop now. So we, we were just so excited. Our adrenaline was pumping, and we get there, and we had perfect weather the whole entire PCT. Did it rain on us? It, it rained one, maybe times. one time, one other time. Our like last five miles. Here we are, exhausted. Middle of the night. Tired. Yeah, like it's already dark by this point. And been, we're sleep, sleep deprived. And it starts raining. And we're like, seriously, like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But it, it, it was, it sucked, honestly. The last, last few miles were, were honestly the worst of the entire PCT. We're like, this, we were both crying. We're like, this was how it was supposed to end. Like, <laughs> if you would have started one day sooner. <laughs> I know, right? Like, if we would have just, like, if we would have, like, kept fighting, we like, if we would have, if we wouldn't have stopped early one night, like we wouldn't be like in the rain right now. Everything's soaking wet. The trail was overgrown, so like, it, like it, you're just, we were soaked by the time we got to the terminus. And, but like we just got there, and we were so excited and happy. Oh, like even, even though we were super tired and like soaking wet, like none of that mattered. When, as soon as our cap lights lit up the the southern or the northern terminus, we were like, 
we made it like we hugged and like high fived and it was just like such a cool experience so we set, set up our tent we took a few pictures but we wanted to get really good pictures so we we threw up our tent and um uh next like close to by to the terminus and woke up the next morning and got better pictures in the daylight and uh then after that we hiked eight miles in canada hiked eight miles in canada we had we had picked up our pass one of their stops in washington we picked up our passport and uh, to get into Canada, there's not an official like border crossing there. There's just a trail that goes there. So you have to, a few months before, you have to apply for a Canadian um, permit, like entry permit, which pretty much just gives you permission to. It's pretty, pretty much says I walked, walked in Canada, know the woods, but like, please let me back into America. <laughs> yeah, they, they, do, they do a background check and stuff on you and like make sure you're, yeah, that you're cool. And you get into so we went to Canada, and it worked out nice. Uh, there's a rock climbing gym in Charleston called Energy Rock Gym, and the owners of it, the wife. So we actually worked there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for like, we had worked there for like two years, like climbing stuff, and meeting like a ton of cool people before the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, and so it just so happens the wife grew up in Vancouver, which so we finished in Manning. We finished in Manning Park, which is like Columbia. three hours, like east of. Vancouver. Yeah, and just so happens every summer they leave West Virginia because they hate the humidity and drive up to Canada. And they were like, "Hey, we see you guys are like almost here. Like, have you thought about how you're going to get back get to Vancouver or like, the U.S.? We're like, well, guess like everybody just like usually hitchhikes, and we we're like, we're just going to try hitchhiking. Yeah. We thought it would be cool be in a different country. And <laughs> we had never been to another country, so like, oh yeah, first time in a different country, we'll hitchhike. That's so cool. <laughs> but it worked out so nice. But yeah, yeah. I mean, just another. We finished. There we are in Canada. We get to see like like familiar friendly faces yeah so that was awesome i feel like canada would be such a great place to hitchhike though you know they oh, have right. the stereotype for being so nice right yeah, I, I feel like you would we we always saw like saw gun hooks like it's really cool like it's almost like google maps and you know mixed together because like other people can leave comments and like yeah leave comments and they were like yeah like super pretty easy hitch like took a took a few minutes like uh so if you we definitely could have but it was so nice like <laughs> them picking us up and so we went to Vancouver for a few days, hung out there, explored the city a little bit, but we were honestly so tired. <laughs> we just, yeah, that's we what we felt like, like. We felt fine like while we were hiking, but whenever we stopped, that's when it hit us. Like I had the worst leg cramps of my life, like for like two weeks straight after that. Yeah, it was it was so bad. So <laughs> so yeah, so on the Appalachian Trail, we lost like like ten or fifteen pounds, like nothing much. And then after the PCT, we lost what. 20, 25 pounds. No, 30, 30 pounds. That was, yeah. So I'm usually like 160. I'm five, I'm five, five, seven. I'm usually around 160 pounds. Before trails, we usually try to bulk up a little bit just so we have more fat to burn. But yeah, I was at like 130, one, like right below 140. Yeah, right below 140. Because when I started, I was like one, I was like 166 and I was like 138. So I was, like, I was right at 30 pounds. Way, way too skinny. Yeah. <laughs> like we have pictures of like the beginning, like in, at the Mexican border. And like our short, like our legs are like filled up in our shorts. And like by the <laughs> end, like we're in the same shorts. And it's like, this looks like sticks. <laughs> yeah, our bodies, our bodies were just like, like burning everything that it could just for more energy. Like <laughs> even though like. Even though we're hiking all those miles, like our legs weren't like our calves were huge. I mean, but our quads, like the muscles, were just getting like getting burned and stuff. So, but uh, that was pretty cool. We we spent some after we went to Vancouver, then we took a Greyhound bus to uh, Seattle. I got there for a little while. We just so happened the Rolling Stones were in town, so while we were driving down, we got to see the Rolling Stones on our farewell tour in Seattle. So that was that was cool. That was a little bit overwhelming because oh like gosh, yeah, we so like while we were in the woods, like on the like the 
the Appalachian Trail, like what Liz said, like approximately like 4,000 people start. So every day you're seeing like 30, 20, 30 people, people every easily. Day. Yeah, like a ton of people and like a ton of day hikers constantly or like section hikers. So the PCT isn't isn't as it's, popular. It's super popular. Don't but, get me wrong, but like, but not as popular. Right, especially because we were moving so fast. Like we were really, in, they call it the bubble, which is like, uh, so a lot of people like try to start in the perfect time frame on the AT. So like, there's just this huge herd of like northbound hikers like going up that which is where we're in, in yeah march on the pct we got out of the bubble because we were just cranking out miles just cruising we got out of the bubble and um well and you've got uh, 500 so, miles more right where people are right. spread out right people just get so spread out and with the sierras like people were had flipped around and like so oh, everybody just all and the AT has well, shelters in place. Yeah, the AT has shelters. So, so that keeps a lot of people, like, everybody like, camps in, like, designated spots. On the PCT, if there's a flat spot, you can set up your tent. So people, like, are constantly spread out in different areas. Yeah, so, like I said, a lot of people were skipping the Sierras. And Len and I wanted to do a continuous northbound hike. So we pushed through. And so as we were running, people, they were like, you guys went through the Sierra? They were like... Oh, like when did you start? They were like, when did you start? Like May fourth, and like, oh, like where'd you skip around the Sierras? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh we went through. Like, what? Like people just could not believe. We, they were like, oh, you guys are like the first people we met that went through the Sierras. Like you guys. Oh, and so like where our packs are so much longer. That's we felt like how we would see the ultralight people on the AT. We were like, oh, your packs are so small. That's how we were on the PCT. Like everybody would see our backpacks and be like, what? Like your packs are so small. So so many more people took like pictures with us. Exactly. And it was like, it was really cool. Um, felt like superstars. Um, and so, yeah, so so then we had our so then we had after we we finished the AT and the PCT, so we're like we all we so we accomplished our goal of yeah. 100 days on the PCT, which ended up being a marathon day for 100 days. That's amazing. Love to tell people. Uh, yeah, uh, still haven't run an actual marathon yet, but we've we've we've, we've ran an ultra marathon, just not a yeah. We, we, yeah after the AT, we were like. After the AT, we were like, we're going to run a marathon. We actually ran 50 miles instead of a marathon, so we still technically haven't run a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> a marathon, I guess. But uh, still, that's still on our, our list to do. This has been another episode of Best Virginia Podcast, created and hosted by me, Jordan Mitchell, featuring special guests Landon and Garrett Knapper, and featuring music by 18 Strings. As always, thanks for listening. Stay wild, stay weird, and stay wonderful.